0: Welcome to the Golden Ratio Podcast. I am Jen, GR mom, joined as always by GR dad. Hi. How's it going, GR dad? Good. Excellent. Excellent.
1: This is a surprise.
0: Early pod, because we have so much to talk about. Sneaky. From Maryland and the drive back, and now we're in Florida again, And then, but there's also going to be like a lot this week, so we're maybe doing like two podcasts this week.
1: Just when you thought you could relax. Stop relaxing.
0: <laughs> the cocktail of the week this week is the snake juice No snakes were harmed or even used in the making of this cocktail. Or juiced. (laughs) The snake juice is brown sugar, coffee, spiced rum, gin, and coffee liqueur. It sounds like it would be so good, and I made it, but I was not much of a fan. And I think it's because it's like you can really taste the gin in it, and it didn't work for me. But that's like a personal taste thing, and not necessarily that it's just bad. But you didn't like it either
1: um it, it is too gin kind of forward and l- late <laughs> <If> it <laughs> it, there's a lot of yeah the gin flavor comes through so i guess if you're if you're looking for a gin flavored cocktail this is your cocktail it's
0: gin and coffee and if you're like ooh, those would be good together you will like this drink and it's much. sweet
1: it is sweet yeah don't don't ask for tangy
0: no no, no tang no okay
1: you know how they milk snakes you know how they have you ever seen how they milk the snakes for venom i have but why don't you talk about it's it it's cool they make them bite into like a balloon rubber thing, uh-huh. and they think they're biting something, and then they inject the venom into the cup that's under the bu- you know under the rubber. Yeah, it's cool, awesome, and no people have to get bitten. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, that would be a little counterproductive. Speaking
1: of juicing snakes, okay,
0: okay, next. Um, all right, it's time for administrative corner. Oh, I
1: love administrative corner. Ingo. I drove 20 hours yesterday to get to administrative <laughs> corner today.
0: <laughs> um, 10,000 people sent me this extremely important update, which is there has been a sentencing in the Weights in Fish scandal. Weights in Fish. The two guys who put the weights in the fish, and if you don't know what we're talking about, you got to go back and listen to past, past episodes because we have been on the ball. Cultural touchstone. The fish scandal and all other scandals related to the men, Jacob Runyon and Chase Kaminsky, who were involved in the fish scandal.
1: So fish fraud.
0: They entered a fishing tournament. They stuffed lead weights into the fish and some fish fillets, but the lead weights, like for real. <laughs>
1: and some fish fillet though. You made them cannibalized. <laughs> and uh,
0: they at the tournament when they were weighing the fish, someone was like, that's no five-pound fish. And they cut the fish open. And there were weights in the fish. And the guy goes, we've got weights in fish. <laughs> and everyone, like, I'm kind of surprised they didn't murder these guys. They were real mad. So, anyway, they got arrested.
1: They put so many weights in there. Those fish were the densest objects on earth, briefly.
0: Yeah. they <laughs> Indeed. So, uh, they pled guilty. They were going to go to trial. And we were all ready to talk about the trial. And then on the day of trial, they showed up and pled guilty. Um so they eat, they were sentenced last week. They will each serve 10 days in jail with 6 months probation. They also have to forfeit their boat and trailer to the Ohio Department of Natural Resources Division of Wildlife and they have to pay a $2500 fine, but if they make a charitable contribution of $1250 to a nonprofit organization, then half the fine could be suspended. So they could give instead of giving $1250 to the court they could give half of that to a charity and then that would get deducted from what they give to the court. Hmm. Which, that's pretty nice.
1: Yeah, that's a the court encouraging charity. They this is their own boat and trailer, not like one they won. They
0: so this doesn't say that, that they but forfeited. they won the they won a $100,000 boat and they have to uh, turn it boat. over
1: so I think that's the boat. It's not like seizing someone's car or something. They they won the boat, they have to give it back.
0: So Ingo, this might be the worst part for the guys the judge imposed a three-year suspension of their state fishing licenses good
1: no more no fishing allowed no you can go to like the giant grocery store and buy a fish like a normal common person these are dudes
0: who enter fishing tournaments and they're not even allowed to like catch a bluegill in a pond for three years they
1: tell a fishing story Everyone knows they're lying,
0: and that probably would be a violation of their probation.
1: They probably lie anyway, and
0: then they go back to jail. I mean, the whole problem—the one was like the stalker stalked the girlfriend. He's got other charges on that. I have Google News alerts for both of these guys set up, so like if there's any more business, you guys, I'm going to tell you about it.
1: Yeah, I mean this, and this probably wasn't the first time they cheated in a tournament, right? Was implied in the first, the initial story that they'd like won a few of these. And now you wonder, you know, were these all like 400-pound fish? Were there so many weights in fish? <laughs> 400 pounds? It's a three-inch bass.
0: Yeah. So, uh, anyway, there you go. That's the fish update. There, There's this other stuff about, This is breaking news. This is
1: administrative, it. though? Or yeah, or is it's it administrative.
0: I feel like fish updates are now just administration on the podcast. It's I, core. I think mission. it
1: should be lumped together. I have an item for administrative update later if you'd like it, or now.
0: Yeah, do it now. I've got one more, but let's do yours.
1: Um, You know, Hopper has a hard time with only one leg and stuff, but the good news is that Hopper T. Golbeck just got a pharmacy savings card from CVS.
0: <laughs> yes, it came in the mail. We're,
1: we're, I mean, she's in the business now. This, this is, is for quite administrative. Hopper Goldbeck with our address on it. We got it in the mail. And There's it's, like
0: a group number on there yeah, and everything? Yeah, pharmacy
1: savings card for Hopper. Yeah, Hops, you're going to have to buy prescriptions for all your brothers and sisters now because you have the... <laughs> Farm Save up to 80% on your prescriptions, wow. Hops. We don't know your birth date that CVS has for you, but, <laughs> you know, otherwise you're in business. So we got actually two of these plastic cards now for Hopper. Yep. Yeah, fantastic.
0: If any of you want to use her number, let me know and I'll <laughs> take a picture of this and send it. I don't know that it will help you. They'll
1: be like, this Hopper has a lot of weird prescriptions in various states.
0: Well, I got to say, I mean, I think I've mentioned before that when I was married the first time, um, my first husband, um, was on a lot of medicines, both for some physical and mental health issues, um, which were quite acute at the time. And so they were, Ingo, that's making terrible podcast sounds and you don't need to read the back of the card.
1: Okay. She might have to sign it. This might be a problem. <laughs> oh okay, go ahead.
0: Now Do you want to sort that before I tell this story? No,
1: go ahead. Run in. Just, sorry. I bad timing. <laughs>
0: I think it's like, ooh, I better like peel this <laughs> off the little paper here and see what's on the back <laughs> of the cards. <laughs> no, let, let's just move on. Are we done with it? No, thing? tell your story. You, no, you
1: can't just abandon the listeners <laughs> who now are curious about your story. Just We didn't I have insurance,
0: a- and and I think I used one of these cards. That that was it. It was going to be a long ramble. It's not necessary. Do you have anything else about the cards before I move on to the next thing on
1: Administrative Corner? That was a terrible story you just told. That was bad badly told (laughs) i'm i'm a little disappointed well you're punishing everyone for my misdeed i mean that's now they're gonna hate me (laughs) now they're gonna pitchfork me because uh, because i distracted you from telling a, a story that they were all interested in now they're gonna be like coming with torches and pitchforks
0: nothing you could do would make the listeners not like you
1: it, that's you, what Frankenstein's monster thought and then all of a sudden torches and pitchforks <laughs>
0: all right i let me tell a different story here since i you telling me i disappointed everyone so <laughs> i dated many psychos in college but the first one in the string <laughs> uh came from an extremely dysfunctional household as did all of them which seems like maybe it's connected Mm -hmm. but they had never celebrated like birthdays or holidays or stuff they were jewish so like they could have done hanukkah and everything but they just like they would do the kind of like all right we're gonna have like holiday dinner but like they didn't give presents or anything and so we started dating in the fall of my freshman year and all the
1: holidays come up
0: so he he didn't do any of his holidays but i was like okay like Holidays, And I think his birthday was in January, maybe. So it was all kind of close together. And I remember taking him to the mall and like, you know, in like early December. And, you know, they had, like I remember going into like some coffee place. I don't know if it was Gloria Jeans or some kind of like late 90s like coffee place you could buy like bags of coffee and stuff and they have like the gift boxes right so there's like a mug and that you know like in a fancy little box like a mug and like some coffee and I don't know some stuff you put in coffee whatever and he was like oh, they just put the gift all together for you like his mind was blown because he they'd never done presents before
1: but he also didn't go shopping very much
0: I mean I guess not I don't know <laughs> so anyway for his birthday I was like I'm going to give him a whole bunch of presents for his birthday because poor guy has never gotten presents before, but I'm a broke college student, so I can't do much. I know. I think this is a very nice thing that I did. Yeah. So we did the 12 days of this guy's birthday and I gave him like a little present every day and it was like based around senses. So there was like a sense of taste present and I don't know, I made him cookies or something and there was like a sense of smell present and I i don't know like peppermint some i think some like bath thing or something i mean it was all like little tiny stuff and then there was one day and i just forgot that i had to give him a present for that day and he was all like "Ooh, ooh what's my present Aww. today so <laughs> I, I was like hang on like let me go back in my dorm room and get your present and and i came out with an envelope and i gave it to him and i and i was like hello today your present is the sense of disappointment you get nothing <laughs> you get
1: nothing <laughs> Did he like it, though?
0: No, he did not. Oh, um, come on. <laughs> I thought it was a little funny. He had gotten like 10 days of presents already.
1: Seriously. So.
0: Come anyway, on. So there you go.
1: All right. You give good presents, <laughs> just for the record. So do like, you. You give great no presents. No one will be surprised.
0: Uh, are we ready for the next item in Administrative Corner? Yes. Okay. So there's a Golden Ratio fan account, the perfect bestest hopper tea. It's at Perfect Hopper. Um, the bio for Perfect Hopper is... Golden ratio for fan account devoted to Hops being the best dog in the house. Also, GR Otter name, Bestest Seaster, Vink Law, Vood's Long Tail, Remy's Floofy Tails. (laughs) So this is who we're dealing with here. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So Perfect Bestest Hopper T wrote a post last week and they said, I wrote a silly little essay about what friends of the squad taught me and sent it off to a few colleges with my transcripts before forgetting about them. (laughs) Apparently, that little tiny community college in New York did not forget about it because I got in because of the friends of the squad. You all rock. And I was like, show me your admission letter to Columbia. Perfect <laughs> best of socrates. And they sent it to me. This is
1: this is game recognized game. This is <laughs> Ivy League code recognizes Ivy League code.
0: Because uh, I was like, I'm reading this and I'm like little tiny community college in New York. And I was like,
1: Has oh, to be. I
0: know what this is. I was like, let, let me see the Columbia letter, and uh, so they sent it to me, and they also sent me their admissions essay. And I was like, I promise not to share your admissions essay. I think they're going to share it publicly, um, but I don't want to like read directly from it because like this is their thing. And they said it was okay for me to talk about this. Oh great! But I didn't ask permission. Like, could I just read verbatim your admissions essay? But I read a lot of admissions essays in my life, as I decide what students get into grad school.
1: Yes, with your immense power over people's lives. It is a
0: tiny, tiny amount of power. Mm. But it's like a really lovely essay, um, and it talks, you know, there's a lot of stuff covered in there, but it talks a lot about how they come from a background where, like, they couldn't necessarily get... Support from family or institutions for stuff they were figuring out, whether that's like institutions weren't supportive or family just like had no background because like they're doing things that their family hadn't done before. And how, like, the friends of the squad, which is how it's referred to in their admissions essay, were, like, supportive and encouraged them to, like, you know, stand up for themselves, showed them how to put on, like, their master's degree academic regalia when they graduated, because, like, no one in their family could show them that. So it is a lovely essay, and uh, it was just really nice for us to see, because I did read this, Ingo, for us to see, like, we didn't have anything to do with this except that we put the dogs on the internet and then there's this whole like community that you all do your own things around it but like how impactful it was this person and apparently how impactful it was for that little tiny ivy league school in new york called columbia that let them in
1: yeah it's um it's easy to dismiss social media friendships as social media friendships but they can be as good or better than you know, friendships that happen from working together or being in person.
0: I totally agree. I have lots of really there are good internet friends.
1: Opportunities to share things on social media that you wouldn't have if you're just like drinking together in bars or something. So yeah. it's it's what you make it and it's really nice to have a great community out there who likes our dogs maybe more than we do sometimes. But um
0: Remy looking at you.
1: <laughs> but that is also just really <laughs> supportive and just nice and just needs any little excuse to do something nice for for a cause or someone it's really nice so there you go that's administrative corner what a good one as always the best part of this whole podcast (laughs) was that all right all downhill from here folks it's time for dog updates yeah
0: okay (laughs) uh we have a we have a whole smattering of random things that i think covers most of the dogs except maybe for bank vink Smattering um all right first so ingo planted a little basil plant in our garden in maryland <laughs> and we have a lot of snails and slugs in maryland that like to eat the basil
1: somehow there are holes in all the leaves not, and they're so, not gone but there's like a little hole in every leaf
0: and i was like ingo i have dealt with this before and i solved it by putting coffee grounds and i i do want to pause here i was it was like when i bought the house i was like mm-hmm. stuff keeps eating my basil and one of my Friendly colleagues was like, you know, if you put used coffee grounds around the base of the basil, like that kind of drives away the slugs. And sure enough, it worked. But I don't drink coffee. I'm, I'm not like anti coffee, but I never make coffee at home. I don't usually have it in the house for myself. And so I was like, well, I don't have any used coffee grounds. So I went out and I like bought a can of Folgers and I was like, I don't have a coffee pot either, and I'm not going to drink it. So I like took a giant pot and I put the whole thing of Folgers in there with a bunch of water, and I boiled it for a while, and I like strained the water off so I could get the used coffee grounds, huh. and it was like literally. A year later that i was like you know what i could have used just the regular coffee grounds like <laughs> people say to use used ones because it's like garbage it's cheaper and it's it's like another use for this coffee at anyway, i didn't actually have to boil that stuff you didn't
1: have to make it used no. before anyway that's all you were going to use the <laughs> coffee for you could just pour the folgers under I it could yeah. have.
0: so anyway i was like ingo uh, our basil is getting eaten but i know for a fact that in my garden putting coffee grounds around the bottom of the basil will make it not get eaten i was like
1: this is great so i got the the, like coffee filters that i had with them grounds in them and i poured it well you watch we did it together in the garden yes you like dug them out of the trash put it around little little basil and i was like be safe little basil and we were like the basil is protected protected from evil spirits and And then later
0: forward (sighs) later remy goes outside and we're like what's he doing out there and what he was doing was like, ooh, coffee grounds, delish. Uh, Remy.
1: <laughs> you smelled his breath. And he, he,
0: Ingo's like, he was eating the coffee grounds. I was like, no, oh no, how much? And he's like, no, not too much. And he came up to me and I was like, hello, Remy. And then he's like, <sighs> and I was like, ooh, coffee <laughs> breath. <laughs> like he smelled like coffee. But He, he did it twice. Alert. I know. He
1: did a lot of like late night reading that night. <laughs> he was very alert.
0: And like a couple hours later, Ingo's like, Guess who forgot to clean up those coffee grounds? And I was like, "Oh, I see more Remy coffee." He was like, "Mm, (laughs) "My head feels like it's sparkling."
1: (laughs) I mean, he actually—I mean, it it sounds funny, but he actually his behavior wasn't different. He didn't seem more alert or or more hyper or anything like that. So, you know, whatever, he just thought the flavor was interesting.
0: Yep. So that's Remy. (laughs) Um, And coffee
1: grounds.
0: (laughs) We got to go visit Ched's.
1: I know. That was great.
0: So we had Ched's new family over to our house last week, which we talked about briefly. And they're like, would you like to come see Ched's? And I was like, yep. What day? What time? We're there.
1: They didn't bring Ched's because it would have been really stressful with him and Remy yeah. as as it was when Ched's lived with us.
0: Indeed. So we went over to their house and we got to see Ched's and he was like laying out on the porch. And I was, I went up and I was like, hi, Ched's. And he's like, a little uncertain, and I was like, he's going to smell me, and then, you know, and I got down, I was like, hi, and then he's like, wag, 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 oh, wag, yeah. wag, he and like he, like, licked you. my face. He oh, loves you. so good. I yeah. love that boy so much.
1: He's such a good boy.
0: So, we got to see him. We had a lovely visit.
1: They adore him, and he has a brother and a sister. Yep, and Finn I like and Daisy. them, too.
0: Yes, especially Finn. We were leaving, and he goes like, I think we need to take Finn.
1: Finn's a, a golden cream, you know, white, uh, golden, yeah. like, harkens back to Voods and what is CB chopped a very, liver but CB has his own thing CB's like you
0: think Finn had Vood's energy though no, I don't think so no
1: not Vood's energy just no. sort of in looks and more like more skinny face right Brody has that broad face Brody looks like a big teddy bear Vood's
0: had a big face though
1: yeah but not the broad head he had a like a more shapely head like a more <laughs> guac guac shaped
0: shapely head. he had a shapely oh. head all right well you know we each have our own memories of Vood's Mine anyway, right.
1: I liked Finn just yeah. the way he was. He's a nice boy. And, they, and th- this, yes, yes. And Ched's parents have also figured out how to put all three of them in a camper and take them up to Minnesota Yeah. and put booties on <laughs> Ched, which, which is pretty amazing. Uh-huh. I and mean, that takes a lot more patience than I sometimes would have had. And I'm like, yeah, fine, you're not going outside then.
0: <laughs> so one little interesting thing to come from this is that we were kind of talking about uh you know like first meetings and whatever and i think they had asked like how did you and ingo meet and so i was telling you know about a story i've told on the podcast which is like we met at this hockey game um like a mutual friend of ours ingo had tickets and a mutual friend invited me and we went to this hockey game and uh i so had I, a
1: beard but and you thought i looked stupid
0: i didn't i thought you looked like a homeless lumberjack
1: that's a long way of saying stupid.
0: <laughs> I think homeless lumberjacks can be perfectly nice. Not if me, not me, <laughs> not I, you me. You just didn't do it for me. When you shaved the beard, you did. Yes. But anyway, we were telling this story, and uh, and Alex Cheddar's dad. So both of Cheddar's parents are professional photographers.
1: And Both their names start with an A, which I find very suspicious.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: Suspicious.
0: <laughs> so, uh, and they both have. Shot sports games, and Alex Pro- was like professionally, professionally. I mean, this is photographed not photographed professional sports. This
1: is not me taking a picture of my daughter at her, at her you know, <laughs> high school crew meet. This is this is good stuff.
0: Yes, and uh, and so Alex was like, I might have been at that game because it, it was a playoff game in 2011, and so I went home and I was like, okay, you know, April 23rd, 2011, Game Five, Capitals Rangers. And uh, I'm like, that's that's the game that Ingo and I met at. And he's like, Yep, I was there. And shows me a picture of like the AP website with a photo that he took of Ovechkin and Backstrom at that game. And he's like, Caps won three to one. And I was like, Yes, they did. So, it's a so small it's world. Pretty interesting. Yeah.
1: yeah. It shows that he's a he's a Caps fan, which is good.
0: So it, we had a great time hanging out with them, and also it was lovely to see our boy Cheds again.
1: It was. He's doing so well. He's very well. He's taken happy. care of and very much lo- he seems very secure in being loved
0: what i thought was really nice is that like i obviously was like i'm so much my boy and like you know was hugging him and getting all up on his face and so we had like a nice little reunion and then when we were done he like got up and walked away from me and like walked over to his mom and was like hi i love you too yeah and i'm like oh that's great like that's he right. missed me but he loves mom
1: he's in a great place yeah yep. so good
0: so good all right, so that's Ches. We should
1: all be so lucky. In I'm just saying. Yeah. I don't think they're accepting any human fosters. I bet
0: if you applied, you might be accepted. <laughs> you had a very good time.
1: <laughs> you know, uh, there, there was beer. <laughs> it was good beer. <laughs>
0: yeah, and a lot of it. Okay. Uh, let's see. All right. Uh, so we drove home yesterday. We left at...
1: We drove home we traveled the length of the the United States again, like as close. we are wont to do.
0: Yeah, so we left uh, just after 6 a.m. We were really good on on leaving on time.
1: You know why? Why? Because you're very efficient and very well, organized.
0: I mean, we were all packed up. You always get up before me, though, and fortunately, I woke up in time to be for me to be moving a little earlier than. Because it I
1: be. I have to build in like putter time. Like I had to fold dish towels or something yeah. that takes you know. know it takes some time to yeah fold the dish towels <laughs> <laughs> uh so we were on the road like
0: before 6:15 and and it had like our ETA is like you know 12:15 and 12:30 and Mid- i was like midnight 30 midnight 30 and i was like listen and go we're not letting this slip very much i'm like i know you like to walk the dogs around and like give them time to do their business and get enriched We're taking them out. (laughs) They get like 30 seconds to pee or do whatever they have to do. And then we're putting them back in and we're leaving.
1: They were all surprised when I like would yank them back after, you know, a very (laughs) short, they're like,
0: but Oh, this is not how we do things there's some sniffs over there <laughs> it's not how ingo does things like when yeah. we would do this ingo yeah. te- takes a dog and then i take all four other dogs in the time it takes him with the one dog who's just like sniffing that one interesting I'm like, spot
1: i'm like hops if you want to lie down and eat some grass hops that's fine and you're and
0: like I'm like, no yeah, i'm like pick her i'm two gonna pick her up, are up. Yeah. your two minutes are up <laughs> so we made it home by 1 a.m
1: yeah it was really it was amazingly that so, has never happened. So much easier when when we gave came up. You will all recall, kind listeners, uh, that we got there in like four at four.
0: It's like three three thirty. There were, I mean, three we minute. left yeah.
1: later, but we also just
0: barely though. We were on the road by six thirty. It was like yeah. fifteen minutes. We just
1: hit more traffic around. Mm-mm. You know, DC.
0: No, not even that much traffic. It was long stops. Really, like we would we would lose fifteen minutes. Every I think time you were we going stopped.
1: faster too on the way back. You have a heavier foot. You were, in the back of your mind, you are like, if I add five miles an hour now, you were like, then the calculation concludes, then statistically, I should be more likely.
0: I definitely do that math in my head. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it was pretty good. Yeah, so it, was,
1: it was. And it didn't rain too hard, and there wasn't no. too much traffic. I mean, everything did kind of work out real well.
0: It was, like, this trip was surprisingly unpainful, where last time we did it, we got back, and I was like, we're never fucking doing that again. It was terrible.
1: Yeah, I mean, while, because we're on dog updates, it, every all the dogs cooperated and no one was, you know, apparently freaking out having to stop out of schedule or out of sync. I mean, everything worked out. We had a little dog bed for Brody. That's on my list. Oh, there we go. Sorry. That's for Brody. I mean, let's talk about it. So Brody
0: likes to sit between the driver and passenger seat, which is just like the floor of the car. So it's like hard and it's bumpy. Right over the engine. There's like a little ridge from like the cab part to the floor of the RV part. And he just kind of lays on it. You can tell it makes him sore. So we got like a little memory foam dog bed pad. And put it down there and it is like exactly the size of like wedge right in between the seats. He was so much more comfortable in that spot.
1: He seemed real Yeah, just more comfortable. Like it wasn't every bump wasn't going through to all his bones. Yeah. He seemed very happy. And he wasn't trying to climb on the passenger seat either.
0: No, he stayed there the whole time. Yeah. So that was great. So we made it home. We're not doing that trip again for a long time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We're always saying
0: no, last time I said, I'm never doing it again. That's true. And so
1: so that's been broken because once is not never. Anymore. And we
0: had a very good time when we were up there.
1: Yeah. Springtime is nice. We don't have that here. <laughs> it's, it's, no. It was nice to see. <laughs> uh, we've talked about this last time. It's nice to see springtime.
0: Yeah. So, so that was that. Uh, the only other dog update is that there is a medicine called Labrella, which is a monoclonal antibody injection for treating arthritis and it has been approved in europe and i think in canada for a while and when hops was like up at the ohio state university and like didn't get any help a couple of people were like you know you could try labrilla and I was like, ooh, looks great. So I emailed the vet and I was like, why haven't we tried Labrella? And she's like, good question. And it's because it wasn't approved by the
1: FDA. For cats, yes, right?
0: Yes, it's called something else for cats. Soliquin? Sol- Sol- no, that's not that's quite Soliquin.
1: I got it written down. So anyway. Or oh, I think I erased it.
0: It was cat approved, but not dog approved. And then we were like, well, we'll see if we can find a source in Europe to get some. Uh, but hey, the vet emailed me last week.
1: Solencia.
0: Okay. Vet emailed me last week and was like, hey, it's approved. We've already ordered some to give to Hops." So, hopefully, like in the next week or so, it's going to come in and Hops will be able to get the injection. And I don't understand exactly how it works, but it has something to do with the nerves that register arthritis pain. And it's like a a once-a-month thing. And it's apparently, like, amazing. And so, I'm very excited to try it for her. It would be great. Yep. So, that's it for dog updates.
1: Well, the update for her is that she went swimming again today, which was a joyous event For her and for everyone else, and she seems to have tolerated it very well. And now she's sleeping.
0: Everyone was very happy to swim today.
1: Yes, but also now they're
0: tired. Yeah, we're all a little tired still.
1: Yeah, I didn't even go swimming. I'm tired.
0: All right, you ready for ramblings? I am. Friend of the squad, Dez, sent me this article, which is on the CNN website, and the headline is "Please Don't Use Guns to Fish." Oh my! God. Kansas officials warn, and it's got a picture of like a gun and like a magazine and a single bullet. And a badge and then some Ziploc that has, like, shell casings in it. Goodness gracious. And the caption is, a 9 millimeter handgun that was being used to fish was seized by a Finley County game warden in Garden City, Kansas. Officials from the Kansas Department of Wildlife and Parks came across a fishy situation last Friday after (laughs) finding a firearm allegedly being used to fish.
1: Come on.
0: A Finley County game warden seized a 9 millimeter handgun that was, quote, being used to take fish in Garden City. The warden said that written violations were issued for, quote, illegal means of take of fish and, <laughs> quote, no fishing license. They also reminded Kansans that firearms are not a legal means to take fish.
1: He was shooting at the water. Yeah. Come on.
0: While firearms can't be used to fish in Kansas, it is legal to fish with a bow and arrow or a crossbow.
1: How about dynamite?
0: Uh, I don't believe it speaks to dynamite in this article.
1: It's very effective, although inefficient.
0: The wardens added that non-sport fish may be taken only with a fishing pole and line, trot lines, set lines, gig, crossbow, or bow and arrow with a line attached. So I guess that rules out dynamite. So-called non-sport fish include carp, drum, Grass carp, threadfin, and gizzard shad, goldfish, gar, suckers, eel, shovel shovelnose, sturgeon, goldeye, and bowfin. <laughs>
1: goldfish. I
0: love that there's a whole list here, too.
1: Non-sport fish. All
0: those eels in Kansas. Wait,
1: you can, you can bow and arrow a bass, but you can't bow and arrow a trout? Or you can use a bow and arrow for these non-sport look, fish.
0: Look, I'm going to let you look up the... <laughs> oh, you can... Use a bow and arrow for the non-sport fish. You can
1: bow an arrow or a carp. Yes, <laughs> oh, absolutely. So sad.
0: A gizzard shad, absolutely crossbow that thing.
1: <laughs> How about a sturgeon? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Only a shovel knows
1: sturgeon. But as we know from watching, we've done a lot of research on sharks through our shark I mean, movies. This is what I was thinking. Guns do not work on sharks.
0: Every fucking shark movie, people try to shoot the sharks and in 0% of shark movies does
1: it work it starts with the jaws right don't they have a rifle and they, they're sh- he's shooting his rifle at the shark and it doesn't have any effect nope. it does not work no you can't shoot a shark because
0: the bullets hit the water and then they slow down did you guys not see that mythbusters
1: there's a mythbusters it's for so good everything yep. if you ever wonder about anything but after wikipedia try mythbusters because they will have tried it yep. i mean seriously like is you know, do I breathe more to through one nostril than the other? MythBusters, I'm sure tried it.
0: Also, have you guys not watched CSI? Not you guys, the people listening to this podcast. You guys, the people who shoot at fish. They <laughs> like, do you not know about forensics where they like shoot the gun into the water tank to like recover the bullets to like compare? Like, it's a tiny water tank because bullets slow down like extremely fast if you hit water. You can't just shoot something in the water.
1: Are there fish in the water tank? No. Is the bathroom giving them the idea? <laughs> Is it a fish tank? In
0: in addition to being illegal, using guns to shoot fish can be dangerous, according to the game wardens.
1: (laughs) That is the most bureaucratic statement. What they should have said, in addition to being illegal, shooting guns at fish is also stupid, is what they should have said. It's stupid.
0: Shooting at a body of water can be a dangerous activity because bullets can ricochet off the surface of the water.
1: They sure can.
0: So there you go. Um, Just in the line of us talking about fish stuff, I thought that was worth doing.
1: Did they take the guy to jail?
0: He was not taken to jail. He just got a written citation.
1: Kansas needs yeah. to put people in jail more.
0: Yeah. All right. Are you ready for Taste of the Keys? I'm so excited about Taste of the Keys. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so as you guys know, I you, operate... You have,
1: by the way, you told me not to check any Keys-related news because you were so excited and didn't want to spoil this. So yeah. I'm coming into this like a babe, a newborn babe. I have no no knowledge of this.
0: I uh, I run an account... At don't bite anyone on Twitter, which is just news of people getting arrested for biting other people. <laughs> and, uh, and so I get a Google News alert every day for arrested which biting.
1: any of you could do if you're interested in biting stories. That's,
0: that's right. And then we can text each other about it. Um, and so the very first item today in the Google News update for people arrested for biting is woman accused of biting cop on Key West's Mallory Square Ow. misusing 911 and i was like a taste of the keys
1: misusing 911
0: biting story i'm so excited wow okay. this, this
1: combines everything it's
0: got everything i know key west fla A Seattle woman is facing multiple felony charges in Key West after police accused her of misusing 911 and biting an officer, all following an obscenity-laced tirade at a city employee who asked her to leave a bathroom on Mallory Square Thursday. According to an arrest report, around 9.30 a.m., a city employee asked Maya to leave the women's restroom at Mallory Square Park, and she refused to do so, becoming, quote, aggressive and argumentative, and shouting profanities at him the employee asked her to leave the bathroom which by that point she had been in for more than an hour because he needed to clean it police said oh as the tirade continued police wrote that the employee left and flagged down key west police officers william howell and raymond roscoe howell wrote that as he got out of his cruiser the lady was yelling obscenities towards the city worker he said he attempted to give her her several city ordinance warnings, but she interrupted him and cursed him out. Howell wrote that he told her to stop screaming obscenities because of children and tourists in the area, to no avail.
1: That's That sounds actually very believable to me, that Key West cops would be very instructional at first.
0: They got to deal with a lot of drunk people at 9.30 a.m., I'm sure.
1: Yeah, but it's also like, you know, just a bunch of tourists who often do sort of sober up in their behavior if they're if they're told to you know what i mean so that's good
0: according to police after howell gave her the ordinance warnings and her id card she snatched the card and said lousy loudly you can kiss my ass the officers were getting ready to leave when they noticed that she had called 911 while standing feet away from the officers, police <laughs> said. So they hand her, they're this like, listen. This is a
1: great idea.
0: You got to leave the bathroom when they tell you to leave the bathroom. You're yelling, come on, stop doing that. And she's like, "Yeah, stop
1: function. screaming obscenities. And they're like,
0: all right, listen, I'm going to write you this ticket. All right, let's get out of here. And they're walking away and she calls
1: 911. <laughs> <laughs> this is, um, if you're being harassed by the cops, don't call 911 for more cops.
0: Also, if the cops handed you your ticket and are walking away, be glad that you're done.
1: Yeah, don't just snatch Don't
0: call 911 because they're gonna send more cops.
1: What did judges used to say? Don't snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. (laughs) Like you just shit sit down and shut up.
0: All right. So the the officers are getting ready (sighs) to go. She called 911, standing right next to him. Howell, who's the cop, wrote that? Uh, He and his partner told her that calling 911 without a legitimate emergency was a crime, and she replied, I don't care. Fuck you.
1: Oh, come on.
0: Police then placed her under arrest for misusing 911 and said things turned violent after Howell told her he needed to pat her down for weapons. Howell wrote that she said, if I touched her, she would fight me. And (laughs) according to the report, that's exactly what happened. (laughs) During the ensuing scuffle with police, she hit Roscoe with her elbow and kicked and bit Howell. Oh. The report states, Howell said the bite drew blood. He received first aid treatment at Lower Keys <sighs> Medical Center, according to the report, while the lady was taken into custody and two counts of battery on a law enforcement officer, one count of resisting arrest and another count of misusing 911, all felonies. She also faced a misdemeanor resisting arrest and disorderly conduct charges, according to jail records, because, Ingo, she was taken to jail. <laughs>
1: You know, she had about 82 chances to not go to jail, to not have anything bad happen to her. And she chose wrong on yeah. each of them. If it's choose your own adventure, she chose badly every page.
0: Credit to Chris Gothner for Local 10 News, who wrote this really nice version of the story. Like, yeah. this is clearly not the Conk Life, which is just the police blotter that we normally read. Uh,
1: yeah. So. I mean, but, but like. <laughs> I mean, know. she was probably drunk and passed out in the bathroom, and then the guy woke her up and said, "Look, I got to clean up in here." Yeah. Who knows what shape the bathroom was in? I mean, it's Mallory Square oh where God. all the tourists After go the in. Night. Yeah, I mean, like you just move on, the dude. It's fine.
0: Or when the cops are like, "Here, you got this ticket." Yeah. You don't go like "fuck you" and then like I call nine one one
1: as they're walking away call, from you. Calling nine one one like that is just such an entitled uh. thing to do. Like, plus. Yeah, it's just dumb. It's also, just dumb. Don't do bite
0: you, anyone who, unless they ask you to. Who, who do you think
1: nine one one is? It's it's the police. <laughs> who do you it's think just guys gave that the are right ticket next to you? What do you think? Is this? like some magic problem fixing thing? Like, <laughs> no, it's the police. So bad. That's a great story. Great Thank story. You. Yes. That's All right. It's, good. it's should, time for German word of the you week. Should be very very I'm proud very of that. Proud. I am. Uh Apropos of nothing, it is the the word is Bummelstreich.
0: Yeah. Bummel streiken is Streich. is
1: work action which is you know like to, a strike strike to put down your work need arbeitsniederlegung it's a it, it's a strike it's strike is the same it's it's except it's you know s t r e i k in german right Streich. so streik streik ei is always i mm-hmm. um but bummel is to like loiter to like walk slowly, to kind of... Is it reflexive?
0: Would you say, ich bummele mich? No, no, ich bummele.
1: Like, um, an Einkaufsbummel is to like wander around looking at shops or Stadtbummel is to bummel through the city. Would you
0: say, ich habe gebummelt?
1: Nein, ich bummelte. Ich bin bin gebummelt. Ich bin bin durch die Stadt gebummelt. 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 But it's like, the idea there's spazieren which is like, oh, yeah, and then wandern is the heightened version of that, which is to it's
0: like going for a walk and then going for a German walking walk, walking
1: with purpose fast. Spazieren yeah. gehen is walking with purpose slower, like <laughs> a little less. And then bummeln is like to the, the implication is kind of like aimlessly wander, kind of, yeah. And so, bummelstreik is like a work slowdown where everyone kind of just works normally and doesn't kill themselves. I
0: work with a guy who does this every day. <laughs>
1: yes, <laughs> this is So the, there are many, many jokes about this. Like, <laughs> yeah, the civil servants did it and no one noticed, you know. It's like this is like Italy every day. So it's it's more of a work slowdown, but it's called a boomer strike. strike. And it, you know, it's a little bit like in Italy they do the like work to contract where they only do what's what they're expressly supposed to do and they don't take on any additional responsibilities or do any other tasks, and it screws up the entire economy. Mm -hmm. Um, And they'll have that in Germany occasionally. Right now, Germany, though, lots of strikes. Pilots, Mm. baggage handlers, Mm. airports. Wow. Not a great time to fly to Germany. Oh, interesting. You know, you got to check on. They announced the strikes ahead of time, at least. So, you know, kind of know. know. (laughs) That it'll be bad, but uh, yeah, Germany's got some got some strikes going on. I think contract renegotiations are happening.
0: huh. also solidarity WGA.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Okay, uh, Ingo Corner.
1: Oh, that's about it. You done? Okay, great. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't save anything. No, that's fine. I'm very surprised that we're already at the end.
0: I know. Well, all right, everybody. We hope you've enjoyed this like early version of the pod. Uh, the dogs have many vet visits coming up this week, including an oral surgery for Broads. So on Wednesday night, we'll record like normal.
1: He's getting braces.
0: He's not, and uh, <laughs> and we'll give you all the updates from our return to fly. Oh, also, I'm going to Montreal tomorrow, so I will have been home for like 24 hours, and I'm leaving again. Um, so if you're if you're in Montreal and you've got tips for me, especially on like where I can get a sandwich near the Ritz Carlton,
1: that's meatless
0: meatless sandwich, um, like a good place to just like get some bread or whatever. <gasps> Send me a tip.
1: A boulangerie?
0: A boulangerie! Eh, uh, way! Ouais. I'm staying at the Ritz-Carlton because that's where they're putting me up, that's where the event is. the <laughs> Ritz-Carlton! <laughs> you can't make fun of <laughs> French people like that. Um, uh, I'm sorry,
1: just French Canadians, uh, boy. <laughs>
0: way okay uh so thanks everybody for listening we'll talk to you later this week and until next time slava Ukraini, and don't put anyone
1: unless they ask you to don't yeah don't bite cops can we just also make that an additional rule it's never gonna turn out well for you no okay Okay, bye. bye